0: I was reading a past edition of EMS 1, and I saw an article offered up by the experts at Page, Wolfberg and Worth on how to choose the proper insurance payer when transporting skilled nursing facility residents by ambulance. As I reviewed the article, I felt it important to once again reiterate the information contained in that article and felt the best place to do it was in this podcast space. I hope you take time to read this important information. As prepared by PWW staffer Amanda Stark, but for today, we'll take a closer look at it in this edition of the QMC Board and Collar. We're glad you're here. Welcome to the QMC Board and Collar: News and thought-provoking discussions for today's emergency medical service provider. The Board and Collar podcast series is brought to you by QuickMed Claims, a national leader. In Emergency Medical Transportation Revenue Cycle Management and Reimbursement Consulting. Now, your host for today's podcast, QMC's Director of Client Services, Gary Harvatt. When you transport a Medicare beneficiary, you should always bill Medicare, right? Wrong. There are times when the bill should instead go to the patient, a group health plan, hospice, a hospital or skilled nursing facility. The key to compliance and proper billing is evaluating the transport and determining which payer is truly responsible. Anytime you receive payment from Medicare when you shouldn't have, such as when another payer should have been billed, it is an overpayment that must be refunded. To avoid overpayments, or worse, accusations of submitting false claims, you must have a process in place for identifying the proper payer for each transport. Of particular interest to the Office of the Inspector General right now is the transports that were billed to Medicare Part B but should have been billed to a skilled nursing facility. The OIG updated its work plan last year to add this as an additional ambulance focus area. The OIG will be investigating to determine whether ambulance transports paid for by Medicare Part B were subject to SNF-consolidated building requirements and Therefore, should have been paid by the SNF where the transported patient resided. I am aware of ambulance services and billing companies who have already received requests from the OIG for more information regarding specific transports of skilled nursing facility residents. In these requests, the OIG is attempting to determine if the EMS agencies and billing companies have a process in place for determining the proper payer for the transport on whether the patient was in a Part A stay and the reason the patient was transported. To make sure you are billing the appropriate payer, it is critical to know the rules for billing transports of skilled nursing facility residents. Generally speaking, a transport of skilled nursing facility resident in Part A stay is billable to the SNF, not Medicare Part B. A Part A stay is the first 100 days of a patient's stay in the skilled nursing facility although it may not be a 100 consecutive days if the patient was discharged from the skilled nursing facility or admitted to the hospital. The best way to determine if the patient was in a Part A stay at the time of the transport is to ask the skilled nursing facility during call intake. If the patient was in a Part A stay at the time of transport, then you should send the bill for the transport to the skilled nursing facility. Although transports of skilled nursing facility residents are usually billable to the skilled nursing facility, there are exceptions. Regardless of if the patient is in a Part A stay at the time of the transport, you should always bill Medicare Part B if coverage criteria is met when the transport is for, one, initial admission to the skilled nursing facility, two, final discharge from the skilled nursing facility, three, dialysis treatment. 4. Admission to another skilled nursing facility when the patient is not in a Part A stay. 5. Hospital outpatient services listed in the Medicare Claims Processing Manual, Chapter 15. Keep in mind, all transports, whether Medicare Part B or the skilled nursing facility is responsible to pay, must be medically necessary. However, when it's the skilled nursing facility's responsibility to pay you are not required to obtain a PCS and you can bill for transports to destinations that Medicare Part B does not cover, such as doctor's offices. As with transports billable to Medicare Part B, if the transport is not medically necessary, the patient should get the bill for the transport and an advanced beneficiary notice is not required in order to bill the patient in that situation, although it can be helpful to give patients notice they will be receiving a bill. Now is the time to take a close look at your procedures for determining the proper payer for each transfer. If you have received payments from Medicare Part B when a skilled nursing facility should have been responsible for payment, you should refund the overpayment within 60 days of identification. Correct and improve your processes going forward to make sure you bill the proper payer every time. I hope you found this information helpful and informative when it comes to transporting skilled nursing facility residents. My name is Gary Harbad. I'm the Director of Client Services with QuickMed Claims. Thanks for your time today. Have a great day and hey, be safe out there.